Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Solutions in Real Estate. I'm Jason Dillard. We're live today. I got Tracy Holtzclaw here. Even though we hadn't been at the work, at work for three days, we, he was willing to come in. It's been three days, right? Three, three days of, later. Three days of no working. How did it feel? What did you do? Absolutely I mean, nothing. Did the phone ring? Uh, a couple times, but. You know what I was thinking? Hardly. We were talking about you. I don't know. Your ears might have been burning. We talked about you the whole three days. We meaning everybody in our office. No, my ears, my ears weren't burning. But I do, hey, I do need to say something to somebody li- that might be listening, um, that tried to call me twice that didn't leave me a voicemail. I'm, I'm back at work now. So Steve, just in case, you know, you're listening on your drive to ride your bike. Th- there you go. Call me Monday or today if you want. <laughs> anyway. So you didn't do anything for three days. And we were talking about you while you were gone. Almost. By, by the way, if you want to call in and ask and, and welcome Tracy back to work and well and give him a happy birthday. Is this work? We're, we're working right now. This is what we do for a living. We, we're on the radio. But is it work? Stuff. Is it really work though? Yeah, it's work. One, you know, we're working. This is what we do for a living. We talk on the radio and stuff. Cause Tracy was, is, was 50. He's not 50 anymore. Um. He's 50 years old in a couple of days. Yep. He was, you know, he was 50, but he still is 50 years and two days old. I'm half a hundred. Half a hundred. Half a hundred. Hung half a hundred on him. So if you want to, well, uh, have, uh, we'll give him a happy birthday wish. You can call in at 235-9405. That's 864-235-9405. Samuel texted me that James said to tell me happy birthday. Was it? Your, was it your brother James or was yeah. it the other James? My brother. Okay. My brother. You know, we listed my brother's house. He didn't clarify which one and I didn't ask. So. Got an offer. I thought it was, you know, James E. Jones. And I did it for him for nothing. Uh-huh. By the way, don't call me if you want to list your house. Well, if you want to list your house, you can call and I'll refer you somebody in our office to list the house. <laughs> it won't be for nothing, though. No. And, I, and it won't be me because <laughs> I've played realtor, which I am a realtor, yeah. but I've done it for my brother as a as a gift. You know, you're you're uh, ever like that. Happy birthday, Merry Christmas, and Thanksgiving, and Halloween, and everything all rolled into this. Merry Christmas, Hanukkah, Wanza. Yeah. So, brother was in the office. You know, he's the principal, the the PLE. Principal Diller, Principal Diller. Hey, uh, uh, Coach Diller, Coach Diller. I, 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 I I need to go use the restroom. Uh, no, you I don't, will wait to use the restroom between classes. You would prefer to use the restroom between classes. He used the force on those eighth graders, seventh graders. Okay, Coach Diller, I, I just wait between classes. I, I I just wait, just like you said, Coach. Yeah, yeah, because that blows them up, man. You can't. You would prefer to use the restroom between classes. You can't. Nobody can see my hand like this. Yeah, it's hand. like Obi Wan. Yeah. No, actually, that wasn't. Use the restroom between classes. You will. Yeah, it was Obi Wan. Anyway, so you three whole days. What what else did you do besides nothing? Um, that's you know this is gonna make for interesting conversation. You just did nothing. I did nothing. I could have helped you with that. I know you're good I'm, at doing. I'm nothing. good at it. I yeah. can get a lot of that done. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm pretty really good at doing nothing. <laughs> and I mean, I'm a success at at that task. So you know, I could if I'd have known that. Of course, while you were not working, I was working. I was busy. You were getting stuff done, weren't you? Yeah, I don't play. I quit school because it made me go to recess. Yeah? Yeah, I don't play. So what would you get done? Well, we've got, um, just yesterday, we've got an offer for um, apartment buildings that we're doing 
from some equity guys that want to come in and put the money in. We've got not an offer to buy them, an offer to no. raise the money to build them. Yeah, we've and then we've got um, an offer accepted on a. I got an offer verbally accepted on a another mm-hmm. building, another industrial building that's uh, one point five million to buy. To buy. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> Y'all got any and, um, biscuits in there? We caught one of our employees gave us a 30-day notice. No way. Way. We're, and, of course, that triggered me having meetings with every single staff member. Of course. To decide what we should do to, to absorb what he does or hire somebody new or whatever. Well, that narrows, that, that narrows staff, it down. That staff num- member is not... You said he. That narrowed it yeah, down. That, I can, that staff member is not Samuel because no. you would know that. Yeah, I think I would know that. <clears throat> and and Scott and Cameron aren't on our staff, and Lucas isn't either. Right. And, and Juan isn't going nowhere. No. So does that tell you who it is? Only Roger. two. Only Roger. two. And I, yeah, I Roger. figured it out. Yeah. Roger's moving to the beach. Man, good for him. <clears throat> so he came in and told me, I'm moving to the beach. And and this is my 30 days notice. I'm like, man, that's great. We want to move to the beach. <laughs> Can we go with you? Can yeah. we move with you? So um, so I had to deal with that. So I talked to all the fa- staff members about what could we could do to absorb what he does. Now, one of the issues is he's a licensed a property manager. And some of the people in our office that aren't licensed can't actually manage property for other people. Correct. They can manage legally. ours, but they can't manage. That's right. And, and we do manage properties for other people. So if we... Um, are going to continue to manage properties. The the one property that that Roger manages, then we'll probably have to hire somebody or get somebody that's got a license to to do that piece of it. Um, this is really boring. I can't believe you're asking me questions about just day to day office normal stuff. Yeah, this is pretty boring. This is like watching paint dry. Yeah. I, oh, or speaking grow. of paint drying, you know, <laughs> um, we got a new bathroom in our house. Yeah. Lucas came in and, and took out the old one and put in a new one. Just like that? Just took it out and put the new one in? Well, it's been a couple of weeks now. <laughs> all, all that's left now is the the glass door and putting the plumbing together for the sink. So the shower works. I could have taken a new shower. Taken a new shower in the shower? I could have taken a shower in the new shower. But the water would have gone everywhere because the glass door isn't in, in there. Especially bouncing off of my body. I mean, you can't keep it in when there's no door. You know what so I mean? So which, which bathroom is this? The master. Okay. The 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 one in the master. Yeah. It's nice. Wow, that's exciting. Yeah. They put the granite grant in yesterday. So if you want to get us off topic on into real estate, um, you can give us a call at 864-235-9405. That's 864-235-9405. Yeah, please derail this. <coughs> this uh. We're just catching up. I Get this train you. out to the station. I mean, I hadn't seen you in three days, and I left you alone, too, didn't I? You did awesome, man. Everybody left me alone except one of you. Who was it? Guess which one. Well, we're fixing that. That's one <laughs> of the things that were changed in the office. I had a, I had the, I had, I, I had the, every, everybody I did the same thing to. He needed answers, and he couldn't get them from you because you were busy. Well, he don't need to have answers no more because he, he won't be, he won't be doing that. He, he's going to be our, he needed um, answers. He's going to be our asset management, um, management director of relations of, of something else or something. <laughs> Sounds awesome. Sounds like well, a great title. Yeah. And we're, for those of you that are trying to figure out what we're talking about, we're talking about Samuel that works in our office, Tracy's son, awesome young man. 
and um, we can't figure out what he wants to be when he grows up, and neither can he. And neither can I. And so for myself, and he's been doing an office job, does a great job at it. Nothing, but we're it's just we're if we move some stuff around, it's an opportunity for him to do something different. But he don't know if he wants to do anything different. He's just young man. Don't then, which is opposite of Caroline. He kind of does the same thing we do. If you think about it, what's that? It's just it's just office work. I mean, what do we really do? If you think about it, it's I that my, drastically different. The, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, the way I look at it is, I get. Well, I, I, my job is to think. If I don't have time to think, mm-hmm. then I'm I'm too busy. Yeah, I don't I don't like thinking. It makes my head hurt. I do all the thinking, and you do the detail stuff that keeps me from having to. You do, do the, the detail thinking. Stuff. I'll do the doing. Yeah, you do the doing. Yeah. So I do the thinking, and I implement what I thought might work, and then ninety percent of the time it does okay. Ten percent of the time, we wish I hadn't ever thought of that. And see, that's pretty good. That means you're successful. I think it's the other way around. You think that 10%? Uh-uh. I think 90% of the time it doesn't work. 10%, 10% of the time it does. I'm talking about after we implement it. 90% of my ideas are bad. 10% oh, okay. are gotcha. good. But then the ones we implement, are 90% of them are good. Because by then I have time to figure out that they were bad. Cause You've lost me in all I'll, this mouth. I'll have something come. I'll have say something without that will sound stupid because I think by talking. Yeah, See how that I, works. I, yeah, I know. Speaking of thinking about talking, if you want to talk to us on the radio, give us a call right now at 864-235-9405. First break of the program coming up. We promise. We're going we promise. 235-9405. We promise we'll talk about real estate. It's going to be awesome. We'll be right back. Here in the upstate, we know you have choices every day. We want to thank you for making 94.5 WGTK the answer, your choice for breaking news and what to think about it. We've assembled the right hosts with the right answers. We not only break the news, but we give you insight into what you should think of it. There's a lot to digest every day, and we help you get there from morning, noon, tonight. This is the right answer. 94.5 WGTK, the answer. understand the importance of hard work it pays the bills and leads to a productive society but if work is important then play is essential and whether it's lounging by the pool relaxing with friends and family or enjoying 18 holes of golf on a beautiful day there's no better place to play than cherokee valley course and club At Cherokee Valley Course and Club, we're crafting an entire club experience centered on the joy and power of play. Our breathtaking Par 72 course was designed by the world-renowned P.B. Dye and is nestled in the foothills of the scenic Blue Ridge Mountains with signature holes you need to see to believe. Take advantage of all of our great offerings while you stay in one of our elegantly designed cottages situated against an idyllic backdrop. Learn more about family and corporate memberships online at CherokeeValleyGolfClub.com. Cherokee Valley Course and Club. Are you ready to play? Dennis Prager finds the left exaggerates science. The left lies about so many things that at a, at a given point, I simply believe that they're crying wolf. Everything's an existential threat. The left uses science to promote its agendas and uh, that they get scared unbelievably easily. For the right answer from Dennis Prager, tune in every weekday at noon on 94.5 WGTK. The answer. Welcome back to Solutions in Real Estate. I'm Jason Dillard. My number is 864-444-7650. 
You can also go to our website, jasondillard.com, to learn about how we borrow money from individuals on our deals that we're doing. We're always looking for new lenders that will lend us money on one house, one new build, one lot, one property, get a good return on their money, and have safety because they have a first mortgage on the property. So if you're interested in learning more about that, go to jasondillard.com. Or you can call me at 864-444-7650. Before the break, we've been talking about how Tracy just turned 50, half 100. Been kidding around with him. He just learned one of our staff members is is, uh, retiring, moving to the beach. Good for him. How we're going to change some stuff around, maybe in our office. And that was really boring. So let's switch switch gears for a minute. Let's talk about something that's more exciting. Can you shift into like... Racing. Second gear or third gear? No, let's don't talk about You know, I was thinking about being a race car passenger. I don't want to really drive the car. I just want to be like in the car and just bug the driver. It's like, can I turn on the radio? Why, why are you driving so fast? Why you got to keep turning left? You really like Tide. <laughs> why you have to go so fast? Can you slow down a little bit? Be a race car passenger. In a round track race car. Yeah, I don't want to be a race car. You wouldn't, that'd be boring to be a race car passenger in a track strip. Yeah, I know. You go fast for a minute. Not even a minute. Uh, how long? That's a slow car. That's super 20 slow. 20 seconds? That's like broken down. You're pushing it. You can push a car. You can run eighth mile left faster than that. So how many seconds do you go fast? Seven. Seven seconds. This high, high sixes. And then you're just bored for a, what, Lunch another sevens. 15 minutes waiting on your turn again? No, you're not. Who said it was bored? You've never been there. But what do you do? But in the how many? How long between There's the seven something. seconds is? Always something to do. What is? What do you do after the seven seconds is up? Then waiting on your next seven seconds of speed. You wait. And how long is that? Is that a fifteen minute wait? A twenty minute wait? Can be. It depends on how many other racers there are. Depends on the racers. Depends on if somebody breaks something on the track. Depends on you know. So I get I get to have fun for seven seconds, mm-hmm. and I just hang out for like fifteen minutes, mm-hmm. and then I have seven seconds, fifteen minutes, pretty much. That's yeah. what it's like. Yeah, yeah I'll be there. I'll, I'll be there this Thursday. You've got this nailed, don't I'll you? I'll be there this Thursday if it doesn't rain. <laughs> yeah, it's rained like every Thursday for the last three weeks. I think. It's gonna rain this. I saw on the weather weatherchannel.com. dot com. It's gonna rain for like the next ten days, nonstop. That makes it harder to build subdivisions and houses, by the way. You think? You can't pour slabs. You can't push dirt. It makes, you know what happens during the time that you're not building a subdivision? Your lenders, lenders are still making money. You're paying interest. <laughs> like, you know, the person that you were talking about that, that called you didn't call back. Yeah. You know, one of our lenders has the first mortgage on one of the neighborhoods that we're in. Yes. He's got that money and is clicking along, making interest. Uh, well, guess, quite aware, yes. <laughs> guess what? It, it's going to be another two weeks longer for him to get his money back, probably because it's going to rain for another two weeks. So it's going to stop the. They're, right now they're putting pipe in, they're putting the water lines in. So you get the water lines in. So I can give you a de- development lesson real quick. You push the dirt, you put the underground stuff in that puts the water down the hole, right down the holes down into the retaining ponds that you dig. Then after that, you get the roads cut. And then after that, you put your water lines in. Then after that, you put your curbs and your asphalt and then you put your entrance in. And then you, you, you have a whole new subdivision. That's how it works. That's all there is to it. Yeah. While you were not working, I was making sure all that was happening. Did but it, I can't make sure anything's happening when, when it's raining. You don't have, it's easier to make sure nothing's happening because you know nothing's happening. 
I know nothing's happening already without even knowing that nothing's happening. So I don't have to make sure that nothing happens. See, see what, see the, see how that works. <laughs> I'm glad I understand you. Yeah. I mean, it makes perfect sense to me. I don't have to oversee nothing happening. I don't have to, I don't like for it. Oh, that could be the, that could be what Sam wants to, he could be our nothing happening. <laughs> the overseer of manager. Nothing. Like on the projects that nothing's happening, oversee that for us. I don't want, no, I want that job. I want the, I want the nothing happening overseer. <laughs> oh my if goodness. you want to get involved in our conversation right now is a great time to call in 235-9405. Ask us a question about real estate. Another cool thing that's happening right now is the opportunity zones. So I was talking to Tony, you know, we're buying a house from him. Yes. And I'm trying my best to buy another house from him in the same opportunity zone. So if you hadn't heard of opportunity zones, we're here's buying two other houses from another guy, Jim, in opportunity zone. Yes. That we're buying the two yeah. duplexes. Mm-hmm. Two duplexes is four, four, four doors, but it's really way more than four doors. But just in, in multifamily jargon, a door is the number of units. So the first time I heard somebody say, well, I, I closed on a hundred doors. I'm thinking, well, my goodness, what did you do? Go down to like builder supply or something and bought a hundred doors. They're like, no, it's a hundred units. I'm like, well, shoot a hundred units. You got a front door. You got a back door. You got a kitchen door. You got a bedroom door. You got another bedroom door. You got a bathroom door. You didn't close on a hundred doors. You closed on like 500 doors. Why are you talking like that? Well, you get all squeaky when you get excited. I don't know. I just think that's funny about the doors. Yeah. It's not the total number of doors. In the unit, it's just the one entry door. Yeah, we're buying it, four it counts, doors. It counts as a rentable unit. So we've got to come up with a name of our opportunity fund to put the properties that we're purchasing in the opportunity zone. Okay, so what happens is the government went out and gave us a bunch of different ta- actual tax map numbers that are in opportunity zones. And the government said, if you go into these areas and buy property and improve them, then you can not pay a capital gain on something that you sold in the last six months that you put your money into until two, until 2026. So you can defer that gain till 2026. And on top of that, if you hold it for 10 years and you sell it 10 years later, you don't have to pay a, pay a capital gain on what you're going to make on the property in the fund as long as you hold it for 10 years. So it's a, it's a way for the, that the government's stimulating growth in certain areas of the, every state. So it's a federal law. <laughs> every state has picked their zones and you have to create a fund. Well, Tracy was in the room, I'm sure, when we were talking to the CPA. So he understands exactly how this works. So you can explain. How do you create your fund? I have no idea. You tell the CPA, we need to create a fund. And I said, I said, how do you do that? And the CPA says, well, you just fill out the zero-something-something-hash-something form. So the IRS has already put a form out that the CPA fills out that creates the fund. That's what they make the big bucks for. Yeah, so you create your CPA does a little bit of paperwork to create the fund. You own the real estate or the business that's in the zone, and you can defer the capital gains. So if there's somebody out there listening right now, let's say you sold something stocks, bonds, <clears throat> maybe you sold Bitcoin, made a lot of money, maybe you sold anything that, that created a capital gain and you were thinking to yourself self because that's what you call yourself when you talk to yourself, kind of like I call myself self when I talk to myself. You're Can thinking you say self one more time. Self. You're thinking, well, next April 15th, I'm going to have to send the government a lot of money because I've already got the money. 
and it's in my bank, and now I've, I owe the tax on it. Uh-uh. If you go ahead and buy something with that money in an opportunity zone, create your fund, now you don't have to pay that capital gain until 2026. So, and I know this is a weird question for you because you probably know the answer real fast. If if you could pay taxes now or pay taxes in 2026, which would you prefer? The latter. 2020, 2026. Yes. Because that gives you like eight or nine years. That gives you like eight or seven years to use that money to make money. And the money you made with the money, if it's in the zone, in the fund, the zone that's in the fund, is going to be tax deferred or tax free. It's like a Roth IRA, but it didn't. Ain't nothing like a Roth IRA. Opportunity zones. So go Google, go ask the Google opportunity zones and learn about it. One of the, one of the things that's okay, weird about it right now is the, the, it's not working. um, your okay Google's not working. Uh-uh. Well, we need to get a new phone then. It's not working. They come out with a new Moto Z something or another. I saw them on Facebook when I was scrolling. And my phone's it's getting kind of slow. You know how it just starts not working as fast? No, I never noticed that. It just bogs down. <laughs> and I mean we've had I've had that phone like a year and a half. Mm-hmm. I think I've had mine longer. How long are you how long does a phone really last nowadays? Do they really last like Two years, three years, the what is average, it? I don't know. I've never looked up the statistics, but, you know, of the people I know, it seems like a couple of years. Well, that means that I'm due. I'm like a, I'm like a library book that hadn't been returned, man. I'm due. I'm, I'm like, I'm like the dude in the barbershop that came Look, in. Looking with, at you, I think you're due. <laughs> yeah. Well, you see it. You, hey, I've lost, I've, I've lost my weight back. I, that's another good news. You I lost had. it back. I lost my weight back. You know, the six what pounds I gained when I was on my vacation. The good news is I've back. I've lost my six pounds back, so it's like I didn't even go on vacation. It, it, as far as how much I weigh, got an amazing vernacular. You know that. So, if you got some money and you don't want to pay tax on it, and you want to help us to help you with it, hey, look at there. Give us a call at eight six four 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 seven six five zero. It has to be a gain that you've had in the last six months, or it's over. So we can't help you if you're gain, if you, if you earned that gain six months and a day ago, forget about it. If you earned it five months ago, you might want to go ahead and start looking for a place to put your money in an opportunity fund. You should have already thought about it. It'll take you a minute. It'll take you a while to find some. Well, I have a feeling that if someone called me at 864-444-7650 and they wanted to put some money in our opportunity fund, with the first mortgage against one of the properties that we're buying, we could probably make that happen. So that's a great segue into how that might work when we come back from the bottom of the hour break. Now is a great time to call in and get your questions answered. Mate, I don't know all the answers about opportunity zones and funds because the IRS hasn't told us everything yet. The, the legislature has told us what the new laws are, and the IRS put out a six-page deal and their six-page deal says we're going to send you out some more information later. So we're still kind of waiting on exactly how it's going to work. But if you want to learn more about that, now is a great time um, to call in at 864-235-9405. That's 864-235-9405. Also, we're always looking for folks that want to sell something. Maybe you've got a house and you you inherited it and you're, you and your siblings are fighting over what to do with it, and you just want to get rid of it. 
If you just want to get rid of it, maybe you won't get as much for it if you sell it to us, but you'll get your money quickly. We're like the car, we're like a CarMax pawn shop of, of houses. Give us a call at 864-444-7650. That's 864-444-7650. Go to my website, jasondiller.com to learn about how we borrow money and what we do. If you happen to have a house for sale, we also have a website called webuyhousesupstate.com. So if you Google We Buy Houses and find the URL upstate, webuyhousesupstate.com, fill out the form. Somebody will call you and come out and make an offer to buy your house. So um, bottom line, our break is here. Now is the great time to call in at 235-9405. That's 864-235-9405. We'll be right back. If you're behind on payments and need a little cash, you can call Jason Dillard if you need to sell fast. Call 444-7650. Call 444-7650. If you're tired of tenants, toilets, and trash, you can call Jason Dillard if you need a little cash. Welcome back to Solutions in Real Estate. I'm Jason Dillard. Go to my website, jasondillard.com, to learn more about what we do right now. We've been talking about opportunity zones and opportunity funds and how that's a new way for you to defer a capital gain from any type of asset class. So you may have a uh, uh, really low basis in the, in a stock, for example. Let's, let, let's say that you worked for Bank of America your whole life and you were a bank teller and you retired and you had all this Bank of America stock and over your entire career, you only pay $10 a share on average for your Bank of America stock. Well, now Bank of America is worth, I don't know what it's worth, 30 bucks a share, I'm guessing. Don't quote me on that. So if you sell that share, the government's going to charge you tax on that 20 bucks that you made. And the capital gain tax is in the ballpark of 30%, depending on how much you make and everything and what state you're in, because he's just using that as a round number. So the government's going to take six bucks. So you sell your Bank of America stock that you bought for $10. Now you sell it for 30 You made $20. The $20 in gain, the government takes 6 bucks. Well, what you could do is take that same 30 bucks, and you could invest in an opportunity fund that holds real estate or a mortgage against real estate that's in an opportunity fund, and you won't have to pay your tax until 2026 so you can hold on to and make more money with your money in another asset another asset class it may have been something that you used the money for you needed the money so a good example of for me and tracy is we sold some uh, apartment buildings and we were going to 1031 but then we realized that we were running short on a subdivision we're developing so we threw the money in a subdivision development instead of um 1031 exchanging and deferring a tax. Well, then this opportunity fund dropped in our lap with a, a conversation with a CPA. So we decided that we would refinance the subdivision. So we did. We refinanced the subdivision and we got the money back. And now we've took taken that same gain and we're buying stuff in an opportunity zone and creating an opportunity fund. So we were able to use that money for a couple of months to do something else. And then we came over here because the money that you're putting in an opportunity fund doesn't have to sit in a bank account with a third party 
like you would if you were doing a 1031 tax divert exchange. So your 1031 exchange, you've got a qualified intermediary that actually holds your funds until you buy the next property with it. Where this new law that just came out, that doesn't have to happen. It can go into your bank account and you wait and buy something else. You could use the money for a minute and put it back, then buy something else. So it's a really huge benefit for anybody that's had a big gain right now or the even bigger benefit, and Tracy and I were talking about this during the break, is if you sell the property that you're buying 10 years after you bought it and created the fund, you don't pay a gain on that at all. So let's run through a scenario. Let's say you you don't have any capital gain to defer, but you do have a hundred grand sitting in the bank. So you go out and buy a hundred thousand dollar house in an opportunity zone, create an opportunity fund, and you put another twenty five thousand dollars and improve the house and lease it. So you've got one hundred twenty five thousand dollars in the house. Ten years later, you sell the house for two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Guess how much your tax will be? Nothing. Zero. So that's the other benefit. So if you buy a that same scenario, you buy that same house in not in an opportunity zone and don't create a fund, well, that 125000 in capital gain is going to be subject to the about 30% tax. Plus, you're going to recapture all the the depreciation so you'll 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 really pay 40 percent of what you're going to make on average so it's just like a simple question if you break it down to simple simple stuff would you rather buy something hold it 10 years and not pay any taxes would you rather buy something hold it 10 years and have to pay 40 percent of what you made to the government I like the first idea. The first idea. So if you've got some cash and you're looking to deploy it into something, and you know, in the same way now, we don't take money into a fund. Just make it clear, we're not. We don't have a fund that we've that we've. Um, yeah, this uh, is clear as mud. That we've that we filed with SEC and we're raising money, and you have to be accredited. We're not doing that. This is a whole different conversation. Yeah, we're still. Different- we would still. We would not take anyone's money unless we're giving them a first mortgage on a property. And if we can get your CPA to feel comfortable that you're investing in an opportunity fund at the same time, then I'm okay with that. But we don't raise money on the radio um, in the funds. We don't pool money. Every single um, deal we have is a separate lender on a separate house that they get a first mortgage on real estate. And that's what makes it safe. So and the, well, why is it safe, Tracy? Why is it safe to have a first mortgage instead of pooling the money together? Because if anything ever happened to us, if we, you know, business collapse or, you know, plane crash in the building, we're all in or whatever, you know, something tragic, the lender has a path to getting ownership of that asset. You know, if we couldn't voluntarily give it to them, they have a path to get ownership. Now, if it was through foreclosure, if it was two lenders, they would have a path to get ownership, but then they're fighting, but. Sure, themselves yeah. over you can't cut a house in half. Right, yeah. Two lenders, two lenders, or ten lenders. I mean, you know, any any collective group of people could own the house, but because we do business with people that don't know each other, typically we have a few that know each other, but for the most part, none of our lenders know anybody anybody but us. So they all have separate loans, and, yeah. and that's one of the the rules of securities laws 
is if you're going to pull money together and create and give somebody a return, well, you have to file with the SEC. You have to just do a bunch of disclosures. Yeah, I mean, we could do and, it. I mean, by, the, you know, we, we could do it if we wanted to. We and, just have chosen not to. And the SEC requires that because it's risky. Right. Okay, so it's risky. You could lose your money. You know, you, it's like when you see the when you're buying a mutual fund. You know, all these disclosures you have to present to them. You know, here's our disclosure. Um, if you get stuck on this property, you're probably going to do better than the return we're offering you. You like that? Yeah. The worst <laughs> thing that can happen is you get paid. The best thing that can happen is you get the ownership of the house that's worth more than you're lending on it. Now, it's a hassle. You know, it would, would right. be a hassle for you to have to fix the house up and list it and sell it to get your more than your money back, we believe. But um, that's why we only do first mortgages. So if you're listing out there and you got questions about how we – um, borrow money from people or how an opportunity zone works, you can give me a call right now at 235-9405. That's 864-235-9405. If you've got advice, maybe you know more about opportunity zones and funds than I do. I've only scratched the surface. Again, we're still waiting on the IRS to give us a final ruling that gives us all the, the, the nitty-gritty. And one of the things that we're waiting on is how much do I have to improve the property, Tracy? How much do I have to improve the property? I don't know. How much do you have to improve the property? Substantial. That's the word that's in the law. Okay, so what's substantial? Is that if I buy a $100,000 house and I spend five grand putting a roof on it, that I substantially improve it? I'd, I'd probably argue no. We don't know yet. So no. that's one of the things that the, the all the CPAs and the big firms have pushed back to the IRS. Say, please give us a rule. Tell us if, if, what substantial means so that if you audit my client, they'll have made sure they did the substantial improvements to make sure that, um, they're not gonna, um, their fund isn't gonna collapse on top of them. You know, you want to be compliant. Compliance, one of my favorite words. When I was young, compliant was a bad word. I hated to be compliant. Why would I want to do what other people want me to do and have to do the rules? But then you get into business and you think to yourself, uh, I want to be compliant with like the, the house that I've listed right now with my brother. I made him send me a listing agreement signed before we put it in the MLS. Just because. The MLS police might the, come the, check your file. I'm, we've never had an audit, but I have to have a listing agreement signed before I can, li- I can try to sell it. Right. So even though that was my brother. Can't just throw something in the MLS. We had to do that. And, um, so, so you know what that makes me? Compliant. I'm compliant with the LLR. I'm compliant with the GGR. Hope to be. Hopefully we're as compliant as we can be with the IRS. So um, looks like we had a call right now. We've only got a couple minutes before the next break. Let's go ahead and go to Esther right quick. Esther, what's your question? What is the minimum amount that you can invest or loan in your, your funds? I don't think that there is a minimum per the IRS regs. Now, what we okay. now, now, if you're going to lend us money, the answer to that question uh-huh. is enough to for us to buy a, an entire house. Yeah, since we don't pull okay. money, so, so I'm not going to take ten grand, another ten grand, another ten grand. You would have to be a lender of enough to buy an entire property, and you know, okay. the, so it might be a twenty five thousand dollar double wide, you know. But most of our our average lender. Lends us 120, 130 on the houses we're flipping, and maybe 80 on the houses that we're we're keeping. Okay. Does that answer your question? Thanks. That does. All right. Thank you. Well, right. There, well, there goes Esther. She had a great question. Do you have a question? All you got to do is call. Coming up on the last break of the program, 
and we'll answer it for you. The number here is 864-235-9405. That's 864-235-9405 to get your questions answered about how we borrow money, how an opportunity zone works, we think. I'm excited about the opportunity zones and opportunity funds. You can Google that and learn more. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Solutions in Real Estate. I'm Jason Dillard. If you want to get involved in the program, the number here is 235-9405 to get your questions answered about how we borrow money, how we buy property, how we manage property. Maybe you're interested in the Opportunity Zone or Opportunity Fund that we're learning more about. You can learn with us. Um, um, again, that number is 864-235-9405. Now, if you want to get in touch with me off the air, my cell phone, my office phone is 864 444 Seven six five zero. So write that down. Save that in your phone. Maybe you don't have time to call me right now, but you can save that number eight six four 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 seven six five zero in your phone. Call us anytime. Leave us a message. We'll get back with you, and we'll help you out any way we can, depending on whether you want to lend money, sell something, us to manage your property. Um, we're buying every property type now. We're looking for land. We're looking for buildings. We're looking for. Uh, uh, Problems that might have pro- um, problem uh, properties that might have pro- problems that might have properties. You having yeah. problems over there? I'm having problems that might have properties right now. Like the the offer I made when you were gone. It, the reason that that um that they're wanting to sell is it's half full. It but be, I thought it, it was half empty. Yeah, it depends on how you look at it. So we're going to we're going to make a offer at full price and get them to help us a little bit, even though it's half full. See how that works. They, they got to help us a little bit. Help the boy out. Somebody, somebody help the boy. So if you want to get help, give us a call, 235-9405 to get on the air right now. We have Robert. Robert, what can we do for you this morning? Yes, sir. I wanted to know about a uh, liability uh, as far as the buyer goes. Uh, I had a friend look at a home, and uh, it was – the rooms had been painted, uh, and uh, it wasn't ever disclosed. It was the, the regular roof had been painted – had a border problem up front of the house, and uh, the house was edgy. Even the tile they'd laid the tile down with, uh, the weight that they used to roll over it, it evidently had indentions in it, and it had indentions all through the home. The home was very, very edgy. And and, and I wasn't, these things weren't even disclosed to me, you know, if I hadn't been there. And, and when so you, are you, the were, you the, there. were you the buyer, or your buddy was the buyer? It was my friend who was the buyer. Was he represented by a real estate agent? Sir? Was he represented by a real estate agent when he bought the property? Well, he didn't buy the property. They tried to hold a speak to the buyer, and uh, okay. he said, I'm not buying that. You know, and I said, and, uh, I don't and he, blame man. But right. They didn't disclose anything to him. And this is, I mean, it's so edgy. You know, they asked me, I said, hey, you know, the, it needs a roof. I said, man, I've seen enough roofs. I've, I've roofed houses. I know what it, is, what it looks right. like. They said, oh. Well, that room's been painted, and, and you know they painted it. It was red, now it was black. You know, it looked pretty good with paint on it. Well, the, there's so many. Things yeah, when you're making an when you're closed. making an offer to buy a property, you almost yes, always want to have a contingency of an inspection. So, if you're represented by an agent, most agents are going to get you to do a home inspection, and then the home inspection right. is going to show anything that you didn't even see. It's pretty obvious. It sounds like to see the problems with the house just by standing oh, in the front yes, yard. And, and, and the seller also, if it's by South Carolina law, has to fill out a seller's disclosure form. 
which if you're not yeah. represented by an agent, the odds of that form being filled out, even though it's law, is probably not going to happen. But if you're actually represented by an agent when you sell and represented by an agent when you buy, most of the problems that you're talking about get um, worked out because real estate agents deal with this all the time. So that's why I tell people, if you sell me a house, we're going to buy it as is, where it is. You're not going to have to worry about disclosing anything to us. Now, now if you're going to list it, if you want to sell it for full value and get the most you can get out of it, the best thing to do is list it with a real estate agent. Because they're going to get it in right. a multiple listing service. They're going to weed out the buyers that are that are not eligible to really buy. They're going to do the right disclosures so that if you do have an issue with your house, you filled out the right paperwork so that it doesn't get back um, onto you. When if a buyer does buy something, they'll they'll know what they're buying. So I right, I understand that. But then, he was just he, I mean he, he after all that happened, I mean you know a painted roof, you know just trying to get by, you know they painted the house up. You know, that real common duck right now that's on the brick homes and all. And up under it had uh, two or three different water barriers still leaking. And I said, man, uh, uh, this house is edgy. Something. Yeah. Well, that. They're not that, telling you something. It, on you don't this. have to. And he had you, already you, paid down a good faith deposit. I mean, he lost his deposit. And, well, and see, again, that's another reason to use a real estate agent. If the money was gone in the brokerage company's uh, trust account, he could have would have had to sign something to release that. But that's a, that's right. another topic for another day. But I appreciate you calling in, Robert. Thank you. Yes, sir. I just wanted to know about that. Thank All you. All right. See ya. There goes Robert. He said, yeah, when you're buying a house, you got to make sure what you're buying is what you're buying. It reminds me of the time that I went to Gilbert Shoe Store. Remember Gilbert Shoe Store in Spartanburg downtown? No. They had the seconds. Never heard of Gilbert. There's shoes that, that weren't firsts. I didn't even know what Wade's was till I met you. And I've you know, lived and in so the upstate my whole life. I would go over there and I would find me some shoes that were half as much as what normal shoes would cost and there would be something wrong with those shoes it was smudge in the color it was something wrong with the shoes but once you bought it you own it you own the shoes and it might have been the no, eyelet no returns yeah maybe the eyelet one will be paint won't be purple yeah maybe the eyelet had a hole in it was too big maybe with the shoestring was too long i don't know there's something wrong with them but you, but there were I would get me some shoes there and it was great. They wore just fine, didn't they? For for, for Dillard, except for one time. What I got these shoes and I remember they were Agassi tennis shoes. This was back when I was at Clemson. And I played a lot of tennis. Andre Agassi, Agassi tennis shoes, and Gilberts just put them out there and you could find out. And I, I there was nothing wrong with these. I couldn't you know find. My, you know who my favorite tennis player was when I was growing up. Who was that? Arthur Ashe. What did Arthur Ashe? What was his name? Yeah, yeah, I liked Arthur Ashe. Well, that has nothing to do with the story. Yeah, I know. See, that's what we do on the show. It was great. It was great. Nothing wrong with it. Couldn't find any blemishes. And when I got older, it was Steffi Graf. Bought them, put them in my closet. A couple weeks later, I'm ready to go play tennis. Yeah. Put them on, take three or four steps, took them off. The insoles were in backwards. Couldn't fix them? What do you mean? They couldn't turn them around? No, they're in backwards. They're sewn in backwards. Yeah. The the right shoe had to turn them? No, I just threw them in the trash. <laughs> they had a no return policy. Yeah, right? I just threw them. In. I mean, I paid twenty bucks for a you know forty dollar pair of shoes. It tells you how long ago that was because shoes cost more than that now. Yeah, you ain't lying. Yeah, that's called inflation. We crossed the nation. We took Luke. I don't know a couple few months ago to buy some new shoes. But see, if you buy a house and you already own it, that's you don't just throw it in the trash. <laughs> I mean, think about it. I mean, I've spent twenty bucks. I just threw it in the trash. You didn't. You should have remodeled them. 
Because that's what we do with houses. You can't take the insoles out of inside of shoes and sew them back into the shoes. Dude, I only paid 20 bucks for them, so I threw them in the trash. Now, I know of a real estate investor that did an inspection one time, and they didn't catch something that was kind of important, um, the access to water in the plumbing that goes in the house. Have you ever heard of this story before? No, I've never heard of this happening to anybody. I think it was uh, me and you. You go in the house, you turn the spigot on, and water comes out. Yeah, shower, the the toilet's flush, everything's great. So you buy the house, and you're fixing it up to rent it, and you realize the water won't come on no more. Well, what's wrong? The neighbor shut it off. Well, the neighbor that was family member with the seller didn't want to let us use the well no more. So we had to punch our own well. So you can't throw that house in the trash. You know what's even worse? Is the seller wasn't the family member. The seller had lost it to a bank. Right. So a bank owned it and didn't even, probably didn't even know it, truthfully. The bank probably didn't know it, didn't have a well. They didn't disclose it and it wouldn't have mattered if they did. And we, we, you know, so, we were, so now every house we go to, me and Tracy together, the first thing we do is look for the well or the water meter and count the meters. If there's two out in front of the house and make sure there's enough for us to have our own water. Um, and we try not to make the same mistakes again, but that was just a, that was just a, what it costs to punch a well mistake. Yeah. We make know. different mistakes. We don't make that same mistake. Yeah. So the, the way you keep from, um, we, we quit is what we did. You know, it's kind of like the, the example what you use at McDonald's. We quit? Yeah. Oh, yeah, we just quit buying houses after that one. Yeah, that, we just didn't want to do that anymore. We lost money. So, I mean, I was I was at McDonald's and ordered a um, quarter pounder with cheese with, with no pickles, and they put pickles on it, and the pickle juice was everywhere. And the pickle juice, I can't eat it with pickle juice on it. So the, the owner of the McDonald's goes, shoot, we messed that up. I think I remember that. I think I was with you. Yeah. He, he messed that up. He had to make me another burger without pickles, and then they closed the store down and and, and quit selling burgers. They're, you know, we they're, actually they're gone now. They're, they messed up and they lost. They lost what it cost to make a burger, so they quit and they're they're done. I don't think we lost money on that house, by the way. Over time, we didn't. That's right. Yeah, that's another good thing about real estate. Any house we still own, we probably haven't ever really lost any money because if you own it long enough, I mean, we, we could be dead and gone. It could be like you know, twelve generations from now. <laughs> but yeah, because yeah. real estate tends to go up in value. So that's another good point to make if you're lending money. So if you're in that particular house, I forgot what we think the house is worth. Probably seventy grand. Yeah. And we probably borrowed forty five or fifty when we bought it. Fifty five to be exact. Okay, so maybe we thought it was worth eighty grand then. Well, it's probably worth ninety grand now. So the lender that we owe the fifty five on, every year that the house goes up in value, their investment becomes safer and safer. Plus the market, plus the rent and the expenses relative to the interest payment we have makes it safe, even if the value is just kind of flat. So what you're telling me is if something happened to us and this particular lender got, quote, stuck owning the house, it rents for way more than the payment that they were receiving anyway. Oh, yeah. We like a, we generally like a payment of half or less of what it'll rent for. Yeah. So if this house rents for eight hundred, we need a payment of four hundred. Yeah, or less. Right, less is better. I mean, yeah. I, I went to Parker, and the, the smaller your payment is, the more potential you have for profit. Right, that's how you lower your expenses. Yeah, just, just have payments that are smaller. Yeah. So, and, and, and people ask me, said, so, "Well, how do you know what to offer?" Well, I calculate what I think my payment's going to be, 
and I calculate and I guess at what the rent's going to be, and I make sure my payment's at least half of what it'll rent for when I make the offer to begin with, and then if I get the offer accepted, then I don't release my contingency until I've got a contractor look at the property and I got a private lender that's okayed the property, and then I release the contingency and buy the property so that it's safer. It makes it safer for the lender to have a payment they're receiving that's only half as much as what the house will rent for, and it makes it safer for us to wait and release contingency on the contract after we've done our inspections and lined up our money to buy the property. So if you want a safe investment, um, we need 150000 on a couple of houses right now at 8%. Um, 8% on 150 grand. Give us a call at 864-444-7650. Um, go to my website, jasondillard.com to learn more about what we do. If you've got some cash and you want to defer that tax into an opportunity fund, I'm not sure exactly how that would work, but we would talk to you about that. Again, my number is 864-444-7650. And remember, the biggest reason for failure isn't lack of knowledge or ability. It's in action. If you aim at nothing, you will hit it every single time. 